bless your holy name. We thank you. We love you so much. Thank you for being our father. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for being our Lord. Let not a man be seen and heard. May you be glorified through this your vessel. Anoint these lips with all clarity. Speak forth your word in power unto thy people. Minister unto our hearts, transform our lives, and let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. We give Jesus all the praise. We honor his holy name. Um, today is our first teaching for the year 2021. And um, we are ending our series on Christ consciousness and transitioning onto a new series. That's the pneumatos or pneumatos. As I say every day, the word of God is practical. Jesus told us that we shouldn't be just hearers of the word. We should be hearers and doers of the word. When we hear the word, we put it into action. The word of God, I say every day, is not about just hearing. The word of God is about hearing, practicing, 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 and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. And you keep on hearing, 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 hearing. That is how faith is built in a man. The Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So we keep hearing and hearing, practicing, hearing, 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 practicing, 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 putting it into action. Then we begin to yield results. Before we begin the series on the martyrs, I want to um, speak on our theme for the month. That's the glory of his name. So the month of February is the month of the glory of his name. The glory of his name. Philippians chapter the number two, verse nine to 10. The glory of his name. Jesus Christ told the disciples once upon a time ago that he has given them the key to the kingdom of heaven and on earth. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bind in heaven and whatever we loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Remember the statement, I will give you the key. I have given the key unto you. That's what he said. The first key Jesus gave to us is his name, Jesus. So when we look at this letter, Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. He said, therefore, God elevated him to the place of honor and gave him the name above all other names and gave him the name. That is the Christ or Christ. But today we are talking about the glory of his name. Just I'm, I'm beginning the series and we are talking about the glory of his name. He said he has given him the name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee bow, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee, it, it does not exclude. It says, Paul said, every knee. So, dear child of God, you have a name. That is a key. So, Jesus Christ said, I will give unto you the keys, whatever you bind on it. So, you have this key, and the key is his name. And whenever you hold the key, you can go through, whenever you hold the key, you can go through the door you want to go through. When you have a key, you cannot be locked behind because you carry the key. The name that is above every other name, the mention of that name, every knee. The word knee there transcends onto many things. Speaks of everything that exalts itself. So when a knee stands, so as when I stand, my knee is straightened. And 
Paul says that at the mention of the name, that need that has been straightened bows. So as a child of God, you have a key. And the key is the name of our precious Lord Jesus. Before your authority in Christ, before your identity in Christ, he gave you himself in his name for you to navigate, for you to go ahead and press towards the mark that has been set ahead of you. And that key is his name. This month of February is the glory of his name. This month of February is the glory of his name. And just as we just read in the book of Philippians chapter the number two, verse nine, he has given him a name that is above every other name. And that name is the name our precious Lord Jesus has given unto us. So dear child of God, before everything else, you hold a key. That is the master's key to every door. And it is the name of our precious Lord Jesus. He says, at the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee. So you are faced with circumstances in your walk with God. You are being perplexed. You are being, you are being crushed. You don't know what to do. You have a key, so you should know what to do by the key. The key has been given unto you. Every situation you face is a door. And before you face the situation, you hold the key. Matthew chapter the number 28, verse 18. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Listen very carefully. What our precious Lord Jesus, after the resurrection, he said, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given authority in heaven and on earth. Remember what we read. In Philippians 2 verse 9, he has been given a name that is above every other name, that at the mention of that name, every knee on earth and in heaven should bow. Listen to the words of Jesus. He says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Not emphasizing on that, but listen very carefully. Jesus said that I've been given authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. He did not say that because I've been given the I've been given authority on earth and in heaven. I've also given unto you that authority. No, he said, therefore, go. Why? Because as that authority has been given unto him automatically we hold that authority because that authority was given unto his name. Remember what you read in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. He said he has been given a name that is above every other name. So when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he said, I've been given authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Why didn't Jesus now crack down, break down and explain unto them now, this authority, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. No. He has, the, the, the authority was in his name. And because he has given unto us that key, that is the master key, that is his name, that at the mention of that name, every knee bow, every tongue confess that indeed he is Lord to the glory of the Father. He said, therefore, we should go. So if we are to go and we face circumstance, I want you to unmute yourself and talk to me. And we face any circumstance. What do we do? Jesus said, I've been given authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. And reading from what we saw in the book of Philippians, chapter the number two, verse nine, he said, he has been given a name that is above every other name, that are the mention of that name. So dear child of God, in your walk with God, in the pursuit of God, in this life, when you are faced with a situation, Jesus said, therefore go. So he is telling you, therefore go. And you are faced, you went and you are faced with a situation. What do you do? You go. You go. You go. Good. And when you are going and you are faced with a circumstance, remember what I said. You have been given 
the name. You have been given the authority in his name. He said, therefore go. Jesus started by saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore go. So if I am going and I face a circumstance, what should I do? Are you catching this? Yes, please, one more. He is the name, sir. Good. Perfect. If I am going and I am faced with, if I'm going and I'm faced with a situation, if I'm going and I'm faced with a circumstance, if I am going and I am faced with any battle, how do I fight? He said authority is in his name. At the mention of that name, every knee, not excluding none, every knee, bow. So this month, I've not even started the teaching yet. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. This month, it's our month of the glory of his name. Listen, this month, we are triumphant. We are winning all battles by the glory of his name. The glory of the name of Jesus is the authority in it. So for those who watch football, there is this um, player at Manchester City. His name is Gabriel Jesus. When I call him, hey, Gabriel Jesus, come here. There wouldn't be any authority. Nobody will bow. Because it's just a name of a normal person. But listen, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And when we read Philippians 2, 9, he said he, he has been given a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name, every knee bow on earth and in heaven. So the authority of Jesus was given was in his name. So, dear child of God, the master key you hold is the name of Jesus. The master key you hold in every situation is the name of Jesus. There have been know your identity, know your identity. It is true, good. It is very good, like good. As a matter of fact, perfect to know your identity. But the authority is not in your identity. The authority is in the name of Jesus. There are people who know the identity so much that it is just a head knowledge. When they are faced with a situation, I, I know my identity, I will overcome this, I know my identity, I will overcome this. And they keep on being in that situation. You know your identity perfect, good. You are the royal priesthood of Christ. He has called you unto a nation. He, he, he calls you, he has separated you as a king unto himself. That is your identity, it's perfect. But the authority is not in your identity, it's in the name of Jesus Christ. For he brought you onto the place where you now identify yourself with him. He brought you, you did not buy him. He bought you with his blood, paid for the debts with his blood. And now you are, you are not born of man and woman's decision. Now you are born of God. But remember, he bought you. So the place you hold, the place you hold is the authority in his name. I know my identity. I, I have authority. You have authority at where? The authority Jesus gave in the book of Matthew, chapter the number 10, was the authority in his name. You have authority, right? Go to, go to, go to, um, um, go to, there is a place in Africa, it's called the Zamrama Man. So for those who know the, who don't know the Zamrama Man, he's a Juju, Juju, who knows Juju, black magic and all those things. Go to that person and go and mention your name. I come in the name of Jedidiah. Vanish. You will see what he will do to you. You know your identity. He will see what you will see. But listen. We have been given a name. That it is by the name we hold firm our identity. Even so. It is by the name we operate. It is by the name we stand in authority. And that name is the name of Jesus. So I welcome all of you to the month of February. I know today is about the fever of the seas. But I've officially welcomed you. This month is our month of the glory of his name. So repeat after me. I triumphant in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I win every battle in the name of Jesus Christ. I am above in the name of Jesus Christ. I am a victor in the name of Jesus Christ. That is who you are. And it is by him, by the authority in the name, by the authority in that name, by the authority in that name, by the authority in that name, that we triumphant. That's how we win. We, that's how we live this life of victory. That's how we move from glory to glory. That's how we, 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 we that, that's how we overcome. It's authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I am a victor in Jesus' name. I am a victor. Oh, I can't actually mute yourself, but I want you to say it. I am a victor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I overcome all circumstances. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I conquer in Jesus' name. I win in Jesus' name. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He did not say my identity is my shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Jesus, who is the good shepherd, according to the book of John, who laid his life down and took it again. The authority we operate in, the authority we have over the devil himself, over demons, over principalities, over, over, over everything, every heightened that exalts itself, is in the authority in the name of our precious Lord Jesus. In this month of February, listen, dear one, listen to me. In this month of February, every circumstance you will face, Every challenge you face, remember you have the master's key over that challenge. See that challenge as a door, and you hold the master key to that door. You stand before that challenge. Inconsistency in your work with God. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, vanish, vanish. Va as you mention that name, Paul said, every knee, Bow. It did not say every knee will bend. It did not say bend. Bending, you know, bending, you don't have any space a bit. He says it will bow. He says it will bow. The devil has no place than to respond to the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We give Jesus all the praise. So today uh, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Oh, I want you to say the Holy Spirit. Wow. The, Holy the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The, the, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and before we begin, um, I've always I've always said this when it comes to our work with God. Um be willing to unlearn to learn. Oh, you might say that, oh, come on, the Holy Ghost, I know him, you know, I speak in tongues, I'm okay, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, that, that has been the, one of the errors in this generation, one of the main errors among the young ones in this generation. You will be talking and another person will be telling, oh, I know, 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 I know. That I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's what is limiting us in making progress with our work with God. Oh, man of God, me, I know about the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues. I'm okay. You speak in tongues, you're okay. All right. Let's journey on. Um, so this series is going to be a very powerful series. I, it, it can go about 10 episodes because the Holy Spirit is just amazing. First of all, I want to denounce this notion and I've seen it among many people. They call the Holy Spirit a sin slash it. First of all, dear one, if you can hear me and hear me very carefully, the Holy Spirit, the precious third person of the Trinity, is not a thing. 
He is not an it. Even in certain songs, gospel songs, they refer to the Holy Spirit as it. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are the only thing I need. Such disrespect. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. He is not an it. He is God. The introduction to the Holy Spirit or the introduction to the pneumatos. Pneumatos is a Greek word that means wind or spirit. That is mostly referred to the Holy Spirit. So sometimes in the Greek um, writings, they refer to the Holy Spirit, and most of the times, and all the times actually, as pneumatos, the Holy Spirit. Introduction to the Holy Spirit. First of all, who is the Holy Ghost? Before we talk about speaking in tongues, <laughs> before we talk about um, prophesying, healing the sick, before we talk about all those, who is the Holy Spirit? Second Corinthians chapter number three, verse 17. Please, if you can hear me, do well to turn on your videos, please, and get a notebook and a pen and be writing because it's a series. Take it like you have come to the classroom. Today we are in a gospel class, right? And we are in a classroom. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Listen very carefully. This is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, For the Lord is the Spirit. The Lord. And we have come to know since time passed that. It is God we refer to as the Lord. So he says now or for the Lord is the Spirit. Second Corinthians 3, 17. The Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So first of all, notice this. He said, for the Lord is the Spirit. So, and he, he continues to say, wherever the Spirit of the Lord. Notice this two statement. For the Lord, God, is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He is not lesser than God the Father, and he is not lesser than God the Son. He is as equal as God the Father and as equal as God the Son. God the Father is not more powerful than God the Holy Spirit. And God the Son is not more powerful than God the Holy Spirit. God is one. Oh, yes, Brother Larry. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Keep on listening. God is one. And this is the beauty of God. Is that he is one. But he is the Father, he is the Son, and he is the Spirit. But he is one. That is the Trinity of God. So first thing that you should remember today, and this must erase your assumption and misconception about the precious Holy Spirit, is that he is God, and you cannot refer to God as it. You cannot refer to God as a sin. You yourself, you don't want to be called a thing. You are calling your creator a thing. <laughs> you yourself, you don't want to be called a thing. Oh, no, no. I'm, oh, how can you call me a thing? Can't you see me? Can't you see my work? You yourself, you don't want to be called a thing. So you dare not refer your creator as a thing. So the Holy Spirit is God. So now, the question I asked, is that who is the Holy Spirit? One, the Holy Spirit is God. He is not lesser than God, the Father, and he's not lesser than God, the Son. He is as equal as God, the Father, and God, the Son. Genesis 
chapter 1 verse 2. And for those taking notes, you can write this. This is a second question. Why is he God? Okay. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God. Remember what we read in the book of um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, he says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of God is. So he says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water, or the waters. Verse 3, he said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So it was because the Holy Spirit, the precious third person of the Trinity, was hovering the surfaces of the water, or the waters, and God said, let there be light, that light came. If the Holy Spirit was not hovering, when God said, let there be light, God the Father said, let there be light, there wouldn't have been light. So he is God. And that makes the Holy Spirit God. So, today your conception of what you think, oh, um, Brother Larry, I've received the Holy Spirit. I, I speak in tongues, I speak in tongues, I speak in tongues. There is more to that. And that is the reason for the teachings on the Holy Spirit. You hear songs. Oh, pour it. Lord, pour it on me. Lord, pour it on me. And they will continue. Lord, pour the Holy Spirit. Lord, pour it on me. Dear one, the Holy Spirit is not an it. And as a matter of fact, don't be singing such songs. It is contradiction to the word of God and an insult to God. Just imagine calling God God and it. Just imagine, just imagine. That is what most has been doing. The precious third person of the Trinity. God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is as powerful as God the Son, and he, has, he is as powerful as God the Father. The Holy Spirit um, reveals the Godhead to us. He, he is the powerhouse of God. Remember before God said, let there be light, the Holy Spirit moved on the surfaces of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Why was there light? Because the Holy Spirit first moved. So he is the power of God, and he reveals the power of God. It is by the Holy Spirit we see evidentially and with, with our eyes. Every sin or every act of God, we see it by the Holy Spirit. We see every move of God. Every dimension of God is being known unto us by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse ten. Malice. First Corinthians two, verse ten. Mandi brakuski prata bada bashabala kata. Manda bada Thank you, precious Lord. We are reading up to verse twelve. Please pay attention to me. It says, but it was to us that God revealed distance by his spirit. It was to us that God revealed distance to us, these things to us by his spirit. So whatever God does is seen and revealed unto us by his spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. So, listen. He says, for the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Another will say, um, another version will say, and shows us the mystery of God. So, now let's end this. Let me make this statement after that. Remove. We have this conception the body of christ yes, we have please. this 
this ideology conception god is a mysterious god who has ever heard this before or said something before i want to see your face i won't i won't even beat you i want to tell you something hello okay today i want to tell you that god is not a mysterious god hey hey sir sir like sir what are you trying to say hold on and please follow us okay continue listen and the the scripture is first Corinthians chapter 2 verses the number 10. these things listen these things god has revealed this to us by his spirit god has revealed these things to us so i want to show you what has god revealed to us Listen, he says, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things. That is what people call the mystery of God, the mystery part of God. This is it. The spirit searches the mystery of God and he makes it unto us. He reveals it unto us. So when you say God is a mysterious God, it means God cannot be known or you cannot search out and know him. Because a mystery is something that is hidden and cannot be known. And the scripture says, the spirit searches the deep things. What we call the mystery, he searches and makes it known unto us. So until we know that thing we call the mystery, that dimension of God we call a mystery, it will forever be a mystery unto us. But this is it. The Spirit searches the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit, he searches the deep things of the Father and makes it known unto us. That makes the Holy Spirit God. Because just imagine, so your assumption about God, your, your assumption about God, so you think God is something there? I am God, I am God, I am God. I am God, I am God. And God is something there, I am God, I am God, I am God. Oh God, God is a mysterious God. You Nobody can know God. God is a mysterious God. The Holy Spirit searches the deep things, the mystery. Nobody can know the thought of man except the inner man. It says, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit? So the deep things of God cannot be known except God's own spirit. So God is a spirit, and the spirit of God is God. <laughs> did you did you catch that? It says God, the spirit of God, searches the deep things of God and reveals it unto us. Okay, so when he reveals it unto us, Paul continued to say that who can know the thought of man except the inner man, the spirit of that same man? So it is my spirit. So Jedidiah, I speaking to you, my spirit knows my thoughts because he is my spirit. So he is making it known to us that these things we call the mystery of God, the deep things of God, is being revealed to us by the spirit of God. And the spirit of God, because he is the spirit of God and he is God, he reveals it unto us because he is God. Did you catch that? Hello? Did you catch yes, <laughs> So, today your assumption, dear brothers and sisters, you know, God, God works in mysterious ways. Are you sure? Are you sure? You know, God is a mysterious God. Are you sure? We just read the scripture. Are you sure? The precious Holy Spirit make God real unto us. And that makes him God. He reveals the reality of God the Father, God the Son unto us. And that makes him God. Paul said, who knows the thought of a man? 
except the man's own spirit. So how, who knows the thought of God except God himself? And he makes it known unto us. So this makes the Holy Spirit God. So two, the first one is who is the Holy Ghost? That was number one. That's what we wrote. The sub question under who is the Holy Ghost? And I said he is God. And the sub question, why is he God? Okay. So the second question, oh, the, 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 the second um, 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 introduction to the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. The sub-question, why is he a person? Because we just said he is God. And now we are saying he is a person. Why is he a person? Ephesians chapter 4, verses the number 30. Oh, oh. Oh, look at the beauty of this. Look at the beauty of this. He says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We'll be talking about the seal until the day of redemption. But today, um, right now, not today, actually today, if time permits, we'll be talking about whom you were sealed until the day, the day of redemption. He says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Of God. He says, and do not grieve. It is only a person that can be grieved. Grieving is an emotion. Grieve, to grieve. It's, you grieve out of your emotions. So the Holy Spirit has emotions. And it is only a person who has emotions. So this makes the Holy Spirit a person. He has emotions. He can be grieved. That's what Paul was telling the church in Ephesus. He said, and do not grieve him. Do not grieve the precious third person of the Trinity. The, the, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love you, Lord. Love you so much, Lord. And do not grieve. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He can be heads. The Holy Spirit can feel it when you hurt him. Okay. So, okay, let me just say this. How do you grieve the Holy Spirit? I'm not, this one is not part of it at all. But I just want to touch on it. I just want to touch on it. You grieve the Holy Spirit when you walk in disobedience. So imagine your mom talking to you. And you disobey your mom. Your mom will be grieved. Your mom will be hurt. That is a precious Holy Spirit. When he speaks to us, go and sleep, and we keep on being on TikTok and Snapchat. At that moment, he is grieved at heart. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not disobey his voice. Do not. My dear one, do not. Listen, I said do not. Listen, do not. A Christian, you don't have instinct. You have the Holy Spirit. Some people will tell you, trust your instincts, trust your instincts. A Christian does not know an instance. A Christian knows the Holy Spirit. And sometimes people perceive that your instance is the voice that speaks to you. A Christian, no other voice speaks to us. Most of the time than the voice of the Holy Spirit. The devil will not tell you to go and pray. The Holy Spirit will tell you to go and pray. And you sit there and be on Facebook. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not disobey him. You sit there and go, go and upload status on Instagram. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not disobey his voice. Two, why is he a person? Ask chapter the number 13, verse 2. I am speaking, right? And you can hear me, right? You can hear yes, me. Sir. Good. You said yes. Yes, please. yes, please. You said yes, please. That's beautiful. You can hear me because I am a person. And my name is Jedidiah. And I'm speaking to you. I am a person. My name is Jedidiah. The Holy Spirit is a person because he speaks. As that in verse 2. While they were 
they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. So he spoke to them. So the Holy Spirit is a person because he speaks. Look at that. Look at how amazing that is. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. For the work to which I have called them. So the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person because he speaks. Listen. The voice of God the Father, according to the book of um, Isaiah, resounds like tender. The voice of God the Son, according to the book of Revelations, is like um, 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 the, the sound of a mighty um, rushing wind or um, the, 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 the sound of um, a, a wind on the sea, according to the book of Revelations. So when God the Father speak, do you want to hear tenders in your ears? Of course, no. So when God the Father speaks, the Holy Spirit translates the voice of God the Father and he makes it known unto us. God the Father, the, his voice, is a, he says it's like tendering. God the Son, like the sound of mighty Russian wind. So when God the Son speaks, when God the Father speaks, it is by the enablement of the Holy Spirit that we can hear. So you are going to read your Bible. Oh, Father, today as I have come, Lord, thank you that you are teaching me your word. Lord, thank you you are teaching me. Father, thank you. Father, thank you teaching me your word. So when he speaks, you hear the sound of a tender. But because you don't want to hear tenders whilst you are reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit translates. Remember, I said he is the power of God. He translates the voice of the Father onto that still small voice, onto that voice that compels you. Oh, the, the, the series on the Holy Spirit, it's, it's like this, broad. Let me also touch a bit on this. The voice of the Holy Spirit, we have come to know that it's a still small voice, right? Right? I want you to also know today that the voice of the Holy Spirit is a compelling voice that compels us to do something. Remember what we just read in the book of Acts chapter the number 13 verse 2. He said the Holy Spirit said unto them, separate unto me. He compelled them. So his voice at that particular moment was a voice of compelling. He compelled them. That separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas. The Holy Spirit will compel you. Go and pray. Go and pray. Go and pray. Who has ever um, experienced this before? You are sitting there and the Holy Spirit will tell you, oh, why have you kept quiet? Are you not praying? Who have ever experienced that before? You have? Good. And was that a still small voice that came only once? Did he speak only once? No. He kept on pray, 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 right? And as he kept on, was that, did the voice continue to be still or it was compelling? It just moved you to do, just do it. It moved you to do it. So the voice of the Holy Spirit, what does it do? It compels you. So the, the voice of the Holy Spirit compels you. So the Holy Spirit is a person because his voice, he speaks without clarity onto our ears. Shakata balakata. The precious Holy Spirit is a person because he speaks. He is a person because he has a personality. John chapter 16, verse 30. Listen to what Jesus Christ, our precious Lord Jesus said. He said, but when he but when he, the spirit of truth. So first of all, I said, the Holy Spirit is not, he is not an it. Jesus, 
called him he. You, 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 you are calling him it. Jesus will come and meet you. He said, but when he, the spirit of truth. So Jesus introduced the Holy Spirit to us and he mentioned his personality that he is the spirit of truth. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. I want you to get this. Okay. But when he, Jedidiah, comes, he's going to tell you to go and pray. Listen. Which personality was mentioned in that statement? Jedidiah. But when he, Jedidiah, comes, he will tell you to go and pray. Which personality was mentioned in that statement? Oh, we are in a class. We are in a class. Which personality was mentioned in that statement? Jedidiah. Jedidiah, right. So Jesus, this is Jesus introducing the Holy Spirit to us. He said, but when he, the spirit of truth. So he, he spoke about his personality. That his personality is that he is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of truth. That is the personality of the Holy Ghost. Kavalakata. <laughs> he is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of God. He is the spirit of Jesus. That's the personality of the Holy Spirit. Jesus spoke about his personality. And it is only a person who has a personality. So I, Larry, as a person, I have my personality. Oh, when you hear Larry's voice, it's like he's coming to beat you. You have, you have, you have described my personality. So Jesus, Jesus talking about the personality of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. That is his personality. So whenever you hear the truth, the spirit behind the truth is the Holy Spirit because he is the spirit of truth. That makes the Holy Spirit a person because it is only a person that holds a personality. A, a, a spirit cannot hold a personality. A spirit holds a character. But the Holy Spirit is a person. He holds a personality. Let me explain that. So a spirit, when you go somewhere and there is an operation of a foul spirit and you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit or you are sensitive, you're, 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 I wouldn't say discernment, but when you are sensitive, because discernment, God willing, when we get there, you will know. <laughs> When you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit or when you are sensitive by your spirit is sensitive and the foul spirit is operating, you will know the character, right? So when you, you see somebody in a church, God is saying he's judging you and he's punishing you because you have sinned. That you will know that this character is not God. Mm -mm, this is not God. So by a, a spirit is known by their character. But the Holy Spirit holds a personality. He is not known by his character only. He is also known by his personality. And that makes him a person. Jesus spoke about, Jesus spoke about the personality of the Holy Spirit. And he said, he is the spirit of truth. That is the personality of the Holy Spirit. So today we have spoken about the Holy Spirit as being God. The Holy Spirit has been a person. The third one, which is quite interesting, very, very interesting. Matthew chapter number three, verse 13. Matthew 3, 13 to 17. And I want you to see something very well. Then Jesus, listen carefully. Then Jesus, he is God. He is the son of God and he is God. Write that down. Write that down. Then Jesus, then you notify that he is the son of God and he's God. Okay, then let's continue. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John, the Baptist, tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do to fulfill all righteousness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We will speak about all righteousness soon as we progress in our episodes. 
Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, notified, notice something. He went out, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he, Jesus, saw the spirit of God. So write that down, the spirit of God. So now we have seen the personality of Jesus there. Two, we have seen the spirit of God. Okay. Write the spirit of God down. Descending like a dove and alighting on him. Verse 17. And a voice from heaven. Listen. God the Father, sorry, Jesus, who is God the Son, is on earth he, and he's been baptized. God yes. the Son, he's on earth and he's been baptized. Two, we notice that when he came out of the water, the Spirit of God, that is the Holy Ghost, descended on him. And as the Holy Spirit was descending, another voice from heaven, when he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit was descending. Please look at my illustration because I'm teaching. Next time I'm going to use a um, whiteboard. So when he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit was descending. And another voice, so Jesus is out of the water. The Holy Spirit is coming. Another voice is also speaking from heaven. And the voice said, this is my son. So I want you to know today, this is the introduction of the Holy Ghost, that he is not God the Father and he is not God the Son. Listen and see what we just saw in the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. Listen, he said, Jesus came out. That is God the Son. He was on earth. He came out. And when he came out, we saw God the Holy Spirit coming. So Jesus came out and he was met by God the Holy Spirit. And God the Father spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. So we have, we have seen the Trinity at work here. God the Father spoke. So first of all, listen to what happened. Jesus came out. The Holy Spirit came down. God the Father spoke. Jesus came out of death. The Holy Spirit came down. And God the Father confirmed. When Jesus died, he resurrected. And when he resurrected, the Holy Spirit came on the apostles. And God the Father confirmed his word. So the, the, what, what, the illustration that we saw on the baptism is a clear picture of what happened after the death and resurrection of our precious Lord. He came out. He rose up from the dead. And when he rose up, the Spirit of God was in control. He came. The Spirit of God came. And when the Spirit of God came, God the Father confirmed his word. So the Holy Spirit is not God the Son. And he is not God the Father. He is God the Holy Spirit and he is God. As we progress, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we are going to talk about all these downloads of the Holy Spirit. What we say, the gifts <laughs> of the Holy Spirit, what we call the fruits <laughs> of the Holy Spirit, we are going to talk about a whole lot. But listen, dear believer, today, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he has made us realize that he is not a thing. He is a person. He has made us realize that he can be grieved. He has made us realize that he is God. And he has made us realize that he is neither the Father or the Son. He is the Spirit and he is God. So dear believer, from today, with this knowledge, from his word, from the word of the Lord, being revealed unto us. Being revealed unto us. By this word, being revealed unto us by the Holy Spirit. 
Today, let's work in this accuracy of this knowledge. Now, the Spirit of God is not a thing. When you refer to him as an act, it grieves his heart. Because he is a person and he has emotions. From what we read in the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, we saw Jesus who went under the water and came out. And when he came out, we saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove or like a dove. Which one am I right? Dove or dove? Anyway, we move. <laughs> anyway, we move. So we saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. And we saw the Father saying from heaven, he said, a voice spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son. And it is only God the Father who has the right to call our precious Lord Jesus his son. So the, the Holy Spirit is not God the Son, and he's not God the Father. He's God the Spirit, and he's the Spirit of God. Because in this act, we saw the Trinity at work. God the Father spoke. God the Holy Spirit was the dove descended. God the Son was in the water, who has come out of the water. Is that clear? We will talk about this, and we are going to continue on. God willing on our next episode. So, why the Holy Spirit? Why the Holy Spirit? And why does a believer have the infilling of the Holy Spirit? The importance of the Holy Spirit? Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. Jeremiah 31, verse 33. God bless you too, Mala. Listen very carefully. It says, this, this God the Father speaking, declares the law. So that is up there. He says, this is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write on their hearts, I will be their God and they will be my people. I will put, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Malice, before Jeremiah 31, 33, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Let me show you something. We'll come back here and I'll use it to explain this all to you. The Holy Spirit is the seal of the covenant God has made with us through Jesus Christ. So reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, this is what the scripture says. And you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the mark of the seal on a believer. So just as we have the mark of the beast, we have the mark of God, and the mark of God is the Holy Spirit. It says, you were also included in Christ. When you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, a seal. So the Holy Spirit is the seal of our salvation. He is the seal of our, the covenant God has made with us through Jesus Christ. Because he said we were included in Christ. And when we were included, we were marked. So the Holy Spirit is the seal of our salvation. He is the seal of the covenant. He is the seal of the covenant, the precious Lord Jesus, through his blood made with us. He said, you were marked in him with a seal. You were marked in him with a seal. You were marked in him with a seal. That is the promise. De, de, de. It was past the promise, not the promise. The promised day. So immediately you... Oh, we are entering next week's teachings. Okay. Immediately you believe in our precious Lord Jesus. 
you are being marked. And that mark is the Holy Spirit. Immediately you believe in our precious Lord Jesus. You are being sealed. And that seal is the Holy Spirit. Listen. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. What really we are going to hinge and stress on the 27, but today we are talking about the 26. He says, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. How? When? So from the 25, he says, I will sprinkle I will sprinkle clean water on you. That is the blood of Jesus and clean you and you will be clean and cleansed from all your impurities. After that, after that, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit. So the day you believe in our precious Lord Jesus, the Father placed on you a new spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. Immediately you believed in the Lord Jesus. You were cleansed in his blood. And when you were cleansed, you were sealed. With the Holy Spirit. Malus Endes, begin to speak in the language of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shalom.